What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Lifted Warrior Podcast. I hope your week was good. Mine was really good, man. Um, it was busy, but it was really good. Um, and I, I hope that you guys were able to really take what we talked about last week and live a less stress, have a less stressful week, live a less stressful life by partnering with God and by submitting to Him and submitting to what His plan is for your life and understanding that you know you don't have everything in your own control. Um, what we're going to talk about today is something very simple. Um, it's an expansion of what I kind of hit, hit on a little bit in in our first week, and it's purifying our fountain. Um, so, hey, let's, let's just get into it, right? What we're talking about this week is purifying our fountain, right? And to really even just clear that up, like what that means, um, what I mean by your fountain, your fountain is everything that is feeding your heart. It's everything that comes through your gates, that be your ear gates, your eye gates, your mind. And for some people, even smell, um, their smell can remind them of different things that they may have gone through or different um, experiences in their lives, right? So to sum it all up, it is the collective unit or substance of your of what you take in every day. It's your intake. Um, and your fountain is both known and unknown, right? It's things that you may know about, but it's also things that you don't pick up on directly. It's some, something that may you may pick up on in your subconscious. And the reason why this is a big thing, right, is because a lot of us don't even know what's in our hearts or what may be guiding us, what may be influencing our mind and our thought process, because we're not diligent to manage what we allow into our hearts. We're not diligent to manage what's going in and out of our gates on a daily day basis. We're not diligent. A lot of us aren't even diligent in our conversation, let alone what we're watching and what we are listening to. A lot of us could eliminate 50 to 60% of our issues simply by logging off of social media. We scroll and watch hundreds of videos for hours and hours and then wonder why we can't think straight. The reason is because you've just ingested hundreds of different opinions on hundreds of different topics in a matter of an hour and none of them relate to your current situation. It, it, it amazes me when I think about it because like we literally will get caught in this rabbit hole or I can speak for myself. I'll get caught in a rabbit hole of just scrolling, watching a bunch of different things. And I look up and 30 minutes or an hour has gone by and I really couldn't tell you most of the stuff that I looked at. Some of it's funny. Some other stuff is just random stuff that just pops up. But if I was more diligent in managing those things and managing what I'm looking at, managing what I'm listening to or what's coming through my ears, managing those ideas and those thoughts, then a lot of the different things that pop up in my mind or a lot of different things that distract me or take away from my focus or what I should be putting my eyes on and my attention towards would be eliminated. So what do I mean when I say purify your fountain? Simply, it's the process of vetting what you are allowing in your gates. Again, the gates of the eye, the ears, and mind mainly. By doing this, you remove the need to constantly dump what is unhealthy. If you don't put bad things in, there's no need to get bad things out. Um, you know, even in the body fit or the fitness genre, there's a, a lot of people who do a bunch of detoxes, right? But if you're not putting toxins into your body, there's no need to get the toxins out. Instead of living a reactive life and having to pray things off of you, you 
are proactive in making sure nothing gets in that will spoil the water. And this is something I kind of want to sidebar here just for a little bit, because this is something that I see all too often, not just in people's personal lives, but even in the church where we're just so reactive to things that instead of being proactive, instead of having our eyes on guard, instead of being watchmen for what may be coming in or coming out, we only react to things when they become a huge problem. If we would change our mindsets and build up ourselves and guard ourselves and guard the things that we listen to and that we watch to, then we won't have to be so reactive. We won't see so much calamity. We won't see so many things happening that we did not have a understanding or a forethought that it was already coming beforehand. For example, I will regularly, I, me personally, I'll regularly delete all of my social media when I notice I am comparing myself to others and I'll block people when things pop on my timeline that will cause me to sin. Um, so if I notice that I'm getting into my feelings or I notice that I'm I'm feeling a certain type of way when I see one of my classmates um, maybe, doing some, maybe doing something really well and I feel like I'm not progressing in that area in my life, it's time for me to log off. It's time for me to focus on what I need to be focusing on instead of comparing myself to other people. Also, if I notice one of my classmates or somebody that I used to know Posting pictures that, you know, would cause me to sin, that would cause me to fall back into lust, that would cause me to do whatever, to want to go have a drink, I log off or I block that person to to make sure that I am managing what I personally see. Do I still love that person? Yes. Do I mean harm on them? No. I want the best for everybody who I've ever come in contact with. But some things I cannot allow my mind, I cannot not not allow my ears or my eyes to be a, a, a witness of that or a participant of that for the betterment of me. My apostle says a lot that all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient, meaning that all things are, you know, everything is lawful under the sun, you know, but... That doesn't mean that I should be partaking in it. Doesn't mean that I should be lending myself to it. My purity before God is more important to me than a digital interaction with people who hold no merit in my life. Again, I love them. and I wish them to, to do well and become the best possible them. But if it gets in the way of my communication with God, it's time for me to make a decision and choose God. And I always, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to choose God over sin. Another example would be when you get convicted of a show that you're watching. When the Holy Spirit taps you on the shoulder and is making you rethink what you are watching, you just should not watch it. You shouldn't try to debate, well, maybe if I just skip this part or maybe if um, whenever this type of scene comes up, I'll just get past it. You know, again, another example for my personal life, I used to like watching Power. And I, it just got to a point where I couldn't watch it. I started off doing exactly what I said. When it came up to a sex scene, I just skipped past it. But it got to a point where it's like, man, I'm skipping past the sex scene every five minutes. I just shouldn't be watching the show. And again, this will be relative to each person. So don't put your own personal convictions on someone else. Um, you know, God told you not to watch that show. He didn't tell everybody else to, but he's telling you not to do it for a particular reason in your heart, for a particular reason in your past experiences, for a particular reason directly to you. Um, now, in that same token, though, we should also just inherently know what is helping and what is hurting us. You know your background again, and you know God, what God saved you from. Don't go testing the waters to see if you will get convicted just pursue God and live right. Similarly, with things that 
we just know our opposing God. I shouldn't have to get an unction from God not to watch something demonic. I shouldn't have to get an unction from God not to watch something that's just overly lewd. And now, again, I'll be the first to tell you, I like um, adult comedy. I like um, shows like Family Guy, shows like um, Futurama, shows like that. I like those things, shows like The Boondocks. But I have to also be diligent in monitoring what I'm giving my eyes to. If that show gets to a point where it's a problem for me, I just have to stop watching it. So how do I, how do you start doing this, right? How do you start purifying your fountain and making sure that what you're bringing in is actually going to be benefiting you and not something that you're going to have to go later and pull out? Well, it can begin with my exact, my exact example. Make sure you are not lending your eyes and your ears to just any kinds of thoughts or ideas. Secondly, even monitor where you are fed, being fed spiritually. Um, This past year, one thing that God has been big on me about was not watching sermons from just anyone or even just going to random churches. And again, it's not for the sake of, you know, those people are bad or they're not preaching the gospel. I do believe that there are hundreds and hundreds of churches, probably more than we give credit for out here preaching the whole gospel and preaching the gospel as it should be as it should be preached. However, if God has placed me under one place and under one leadership, I must be diligent in sitting under that leadership so that God can do what he needs to do and get do what he needs to do in me through that dynamic. And the reason the reason why this is so big is because if two you can have two really good churches, right? And one church is in a season of ex- great expansion and the other church is in a season of pruning and really, you know, cutting words, right? If you take one congregant from one congregation and put them in the next, it's going to throw them off because what they need in their life is different from what may be being preached in that moment. Now, don't get me wrong. The word of God can speak to a hundred different people, a hundred different ways. But if God has placed you somewhere, it is best for you to stay under that covering, stay under that teaching, stay under that anointing so that God can do what he needs to do within your life. To that same point, find where God wants to water you and stay there. This is not musical preachers based on who's the most relevant at the next week. Um, You know, stay where God needs you to be. Third, and the best way is to read your Bible. I can't say this enough. Read your Bible. The truth shall make you free. The only way to know the truth is to be introduced to it and have an understanding of what it is. The church has been in a spell, in my in my personal opinion, of ignorance as it concerns our word. We will read a thousand different books and go to a hundred different conferences before we just do the simple act of picking up our Bible and reading it. You know, you, it, it's so bad that you could probably ask somebody, right now where their Bible is, and they would have to try to recount the last time that they actually read it. God knows that we need to be constantly cleansed. That's why he tells us in Romans 12 to renew our mind. You don't renew your mind simply by thinking that you are renewed. And that's another problem. I'm a sidebar really quick. I'm going to get back to it. But that's another problem. We've been 
it, we're in an age where so many people think that they have all the answers, that they are the one one and all, one-stop shop, that they have everything that they need in their own mind. Just by thinking about a subject, they think that they can come to the conclusion of what it really means and come to the understanding of what it, mean, or what it really means. But no, the only way you come to the full understanding of the gospel and of the Bible is by reading the Bible. And by listening to good wisdom, which goes back to my second point of getting under a good church and staying there, right? The word alone has so much power to break anything you are dealing with. You just have to be seeking God enough to find the answer in his truth. So if we're doing this right and you started this process, like what are some of the benefits you can expect? Just like with purifying your gut or your blood, your inner man will not be congested or cloudy. Um, if you ever think about it or if, you, if you've ever had the situation where you may be beginning to pray or you may be beginning to read your word and you just seem like you can't focus on it, like your mind is cloudy, your your head is congested with all these different things. Right. The, the what's happening is you're trying you're reading a word that is literally cleansing you or you're going to the Holy Spirit and he's literally cleansing you. But in order to cleanse you, he's flushing all of that stuff out. And so you're running up against this opposition as soon as you begin to pray or as soon as you begin to read your Bible. And it seems bad. It seems like, well, maybe I just I just uh, maybe I'm not living right. No, it's because you're coming to a presence that is cleansing. And in order to cleanse, it has to get that thing out of you. Right. And so it's bringing all that stuff up. But if you do the due diligence of not allowing those things in, then you're able to not have that cloudiness. You're able to, to not have that congestion when you initially go to God. You'll start praying and boom, um, the picture of, you know, whatever you was looking at on Instagram will pop up or you'll um, start to read your word and the the song that you were listening to in the car starts to pump, come up and it distracts you. Right. And again, the funny thing about this is is the Holy Spirit has to flush all of that stuff out of you in order for you to be able to receive what it is that he's trying to get into you in that moment. But when you do this and you are diligent and not allowing these things in, your communication with God will feel effortless. You will be able to focus on God's voice for longer and understand his principles deeper the pull or appetite you have for ungodly things will begin to fade and you won't have the fog of not knowing what you should be doing. So lastly, as we wrap up, like what does the Bible say about this and how we, how can we apply it? Right. First thing we'll look at, look at is Proverbs four and 23. And it says, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. And there it is as simple as day, right? We have to keep our heart with a vigilance. We have to guard our heart. We have to guard anything from getting into our heart that would navigate our life, that would direct our life, or that would feed into our life negatively. Out of our heart flows everything that we are. So we can't just allow anything or everything to get inside of that. By doing that, we are putting our own lives at risk. Also, in Philippians 4 and 8, it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is holy, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. 
So the Bible is clearly instructing us here what to focus on so as to eliminate the chance of things coming in and hindering our heart's ability to function. We must think on things that are true. Think on things that are honorable. I can really circle that and just stop there. Think on things that are honorable. Is what you're listening to honorable? Is what you're watching honorable? When you Would you be okay with sitting down, before, like if you could visually imagine Jesus sitting next to you or the Holy Spirit sitting next to you? Would you be okay with Jesus or the Holy Spirit listening to what you're listening to? Would you be okay with the Holy Spirit or Jesus watching what you're watching? Would you feel comfortable with them sitting there with you? If not, then that, that's a key, a key indicator that what you are doing or what you are partaking, what you're allowing into your gates and then into your heart is not something that you should be entertaining. And again, I don't want to just preach this. And I know it's harder said it than done because I I said it earlier in the episode, man, I like different types of things that may not necessarily be good for me. And such is the case for many of us. Many of us have at least one thing that we like that is not healthy for us. So how do we apply this, right? It's begin to take mental note of how you feel and how your spirit responds to different things you watch, you listen to, or that you would even think about. When you get a check in your spirit about something, cut it out and replace it with something that will feed your inner man, that will feed your heart, that will lead to a good fruit. It could be working on a project God gave you, reading your Bible, worshiping, or simply praying. Monitor how much time you are spending on things each day. If you are spending more time on fruitless things than on things that will feed into your walk with Christ or who he has made you to be, reevaluate and adjust that time. It isn't wrong to have some time to relax or some time to just blow steam off or to not be focusing or aiming towards something. That's not wrong, right? But when your rest time is exceeding your time spent with God, working towards the things that God has called you to, then that's when you have an issue. Also, stop listening to everybody and watching every teaching. Shoot, if if this podcast is something that you get a check in your spirit about, turn it off. Allow God to lead you to the teachings he wants you to study and take in. If he doesn't reveal anything, then just listen to the teaching of your own pastor or apostle and study on your own at home. So this week's challenge, man, as we as we close and as we wrap up, right, this is what I want you guys to do. Log the time you spend on a subject each day and keep a record of it. Log how each minute of your day is spent and what was entering your eye, your ear, or your mind gate as you were doing these things. At the end of the week, Check your findings. Where are you allowing contaminants into your life? I just want you to be able to pinpoint that. I want you to be able to pinpoint places where you are allowing things into your heart that should not be there. Well, that was it, guys. I really hope you got something from this podcast, this episode in particular. Um, This is something that God has been dealing with me with a lot within this past year, just guarding my gates, purifying what's actually coming in. That way I don't have to do a extensuous work of trying to get things out and constantly, you know, laying out before God, God cleanse me again. If we would be diligent and proactive in what we're taking in, then we won't necessarily have to do that as much. It's still going to be needed, but not as much, right? 
please, 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 please come back next week. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about our emotions as men. We don't like to deal with that, <laughs> but it's necessary, man. Going through life numb is not OK. It's not OK for you. It's not OK for the people around you. If you're a father, it's definitely not OK for your kids. If you're married, it's definitely not OK for your wife. It, it's not even OK for your sister or your brother or your parents. It's not good to go through life numb. So come back next week, man. We're going to talk about dealing with our emotions. It may not be a long episode. It may be really short, but come back next week, man. Looking to see you guys. And until then, stay lifted. Thank you guys for stopping by and listening through the podcast. If you want to continue to build your foundation in Christ, I need you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Also, if you would like to support the ministry, just click the link in the description. Until next week, stay lifted.